What's up, Jolyn? Yeah, remember to turn uh, up to me. Hey. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what you got on? What, what's your logo say? This is Manchester United, okay? And on okay. the back, it says Jolyn GC. Mine, I'm not going to tell you what mine says. <laughs> How are you? How are you? I hope you're doing well. I am, but it is super hot in Seattle right now. It's only 79 degrees. It feels so hot, like blazing saddles. Maybe it's just hot up in here. I need to turn the AC on or something, but it is, it's hot. How's it? How are you doing? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, it's been a very interesting set of days. You know, we've had a few announcements and everything else, but you know, without further ado, let's just go ahead and what's up everybody. I'm Mark Monroe, accompanied by my wonderful co-host, co-creator, co-producer, and all things galactic. Give it up for none other than the wonderful. It's Joe Lynn GC in the place to be. What does the cousins on the spine Tuesday? As you can see, we started early. <laughs> yes, we did. And without further ado, go ahead and cue that intro for us, please. Right, all right, all right. We got a lot to get into today. We got a heavy discussion. We got to talk about some new tech, some new software, and then we got to talk about the behavior. So, you know, if you remember what I said last time that we were live, because unfortunately we weren't here last week, so you got to think back two weeks where we were talking about consumer engineering. And so this week we're going to be talking about the behaviors in which that we look at. Uh, and there's five factors that we want you to really think about. And I just turned on my AI, so I'm going to raise my hand again so that way, and I promise I will not do five again, but we got a lot to get into, Jolyn. So without further ado, let's just get some of the obvious stuff out of the way. Like, I mean, who was first in the chat today? Let's go. We got none other than Uncle Charles in the building. What's good, Unc? Thank you for dropping by and having your notification bell on. We salute you. And if you want to be saluted in the chat, then go ahead and have your notification bell turned on. So that way, whenever we drop a video and now, you know, the new time is at five. We're live at five. So there you have it. Um, we'll salute you if you're first. So thank you, Uncle Charles. Thank you so much. And on top of that, if you if you like the videos that we do, if you love the education of what we bring here at the Come Up Series, it's a collective effort. So you got myself and Jolyn on Tuesdays. You got Lawrence and Tiara on Mondays. And then, of course, you got Abby and Chris on Wednesdays. And then, of course, to top it off, you got Mo and Mark also on Thursdays. Thursdays. So we got a full lineup and of course more things are coming. So relax people, you know, maybe we got to even get a cooking show going. You never know. All right. So, <laughs> Hey, look, I can eat. <laughs> All right. So um, today let's get into it. So be sure to like the video and of course subscribe. So if you're a new subscriber, welcome. If you've been here for a while, what's good OGs. All right. So we got a lot to break into. So where should we start first? Should we start with the news that transpired? Yeah, let's get into uh, some news and that will kind of set the context for. I think it would, you know, great thinking, great thinking. And be sure to share this video on social. If you'd like to share it with five people, since we're doing five factors, so share it with five friends. Um, and so, oh, wow, I got to keep the hands down. Oh, this AI. Ah, how many times will I get caught up on this one? Some might keep the timer going or keep the, 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 count. the counter going. Yeah, so that's two. Uh, hopefully I don't strike out. All right, so check it out. So Apple this week literally just, you know, they normally had their, de their developers conference, typically the first or second week of June. And it's typically all about software that's ultimately going to impact its hardware that they, normally, that they normally announce later on in the year. Normally all things lead up towards the iPhone release in September or October. And so developers and everybody else in the world have been like, you know, we need something new. You know, it's getting a little... Stale. <laughs> it's getting a little familiar in the room. <laughs> so, you know, Apple came forth and was like, you know, 
okay, we, we could we could drop a little something new on you. And it's not like, you know, we haven't seen a, you know, a mixed reality device, HoloLens or virtual reality device with Meta and their quests. And, you know, Apple just said, you know what? I just think that we can do a little better. <laughs> well, that's what Apple does, Mark. Someone, another company comes out with something and they look at it a bit. Girl. That was cute. That was cute. <laughs> it, like for real. Like Apple was just like the person sitting inside while everybody was just like, okay, that's nice. All right. And then they show up and it's just like, look, I don't even want to be in this club anymore. Like, <laughs> like I, real talk though, yesterday it had me looking back at my Oculus over there, like <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, it did. <laughs> I was, I, I honestly felt a little hurt. I ain't gonna lie. I felt a little bit hurt, but you know, I was just like, all for the sake of innovation, everybody wins. So, that's, isn't, it, you know, isn't the Oculus like 10%? Is it three four? Is the Oculus three forty nine or is it five forty nine? Well, now it's two ninety nine. So, oh, okay. Well, and then the new one is going to be four ninety nine. Okay, uh, which which allows you to it, it. They don't get me wrong. Oculus or Meta made some huge improvements on their next iteration of their device. So we have to definitely give them you know honorable mention. But like <laughs> Apple just said, you know what? <laughs> Listen. Your people wanted 4K, so we gave them 4K in both eyes. <laughs> and then on top of that, they said, look, listen, if you don't want to go to the movie theater, we got you. Go ahead and give yourself a 100-inch screen on us <laughs> all day. It's Apple TV. I'm about to watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> and, and Apple learned from all those memes and all those fail videos of people doing those Oculus uh, videos and then people jumping into the screen and cracking their screens. Uh, th their TVs, look, they learn. They just said, hey, if your dog or if a person walks in your space so that way you don't accidentally hit them and everything else, look, we got you. We will immediately let you see what's happening in your surroundings. What else did they do? Man. The look. eyes, Mark. I thought that Listen, <laughs> the eye tracking. Well, eye tracking plus like the fact that if someone looks it can at fix you, vision. Yeah, you can see their eyes so you know what they're, you know, looking at. <sighs> look you know it's a whole lot of whole lot of but i'm just gonna say this like you know now there was one little thing you know though that there was a one more thing mm -hmm. but there was that one little thing that literally like just set a bomb in the tech community also within the consumer community which really is going to play suit to the conversation that we're going to talk about today which is i mean it's a dope device but then people are like but for the 3500 though <laughs> that price tag that's like you know that's like a super bowl that's like a super bowl seat right there or nba final seat but, you know, honestly, it's like, you know, you have to ask yourself, like, okay, you know, Meta has now defined its market on a somewhat mid to, let's say, normal tier, mm -hmm. uh, as well as even a lower tier. But then Apple just said, okay, hey, we're going to set the bar here at the high tier. And normally what we see with Apple is they always start off high. And then as they're as they start to fix things, you know, you start to see those price points come down. So I'm not surprised that we started off on the high note. And I think that we're going to come down to about a base, <laughs> which is in the grand scheme of things, we'll probably see Apple come down to about $500, $600 for a device. But, the you know, shop mark when the price dropped, right? Like you can hear a pin drop, like somebody recorded what was happening during that event. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> like, look, listen, I got so many people talking about you still going to buy it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't know. We'll see. You know, but they're ultimately going after a market that competes with like, you know, if you think about it, they mentioned in their in their, at their conference that, hey, you know, if you buy a TV, a high level TV, as well as a sound system, it still won't compare to what you get for, you know, the Vision Pro now. That's interesting. And then they now define the pro series. So I wonder what the vision, mm -hmm. you know, what the vision, you know, if that's pro, then do we get vision plus? Do we get vision? You know, you know what are we I mean, getting? I think, I think we will. But honestly, Mark, I'm waiting for that, you know, family bundle because they're always trying to package all these things together for all their, you know, software and uh, services on the app store. So what's up with the family bundle? Could we get a full, yeah. you know? 
Listen, I have no idea about that. You're going to have to talk to the powers that be over there in Cupertino. But all I know is, <laughs> and, so, and, and so for the folks over there that are like, okay, hey, well, Mark, what also happens to the stock? So, you know, normally what happens every single WWDC, so that way you mm-hmm. can just set your clocks for next year. But normally when Apple does a WWDC, there's a lot of hype that goes into WWDC because the developer community is like very much so adamant about building applications on Apple's ecosystem. And, you know, honestly, it's a day traded stock. Apple becomes a day traded stock that day. So you'll see it up for X amount of time. And then as we start getting into the wee hours, into the late session of the keynote, that's when you normally start to see that the stock typically sells off or trades off. And essentially, it doesn't normally sustain that massive lead that it had for the day. So there was a lot of there was a lot of emphasis in the top. But normally, it's like you're going to probably play, you know, if you're a trader, nine times out of 10, you're going to probably play a put on Apple on the day of its announcement. So, you know, just a little bit tidbit there. But then after a while, like people go back and they consume and they kind of chew around with the numbers and get an idea. Then that's where we start to see that Apple uh, probably updates everything from that perspective. So, you know, if you're at home sitting back and asking yourself like, okay, hey, well, what's going on? Is Apple in trouble? I don't think so. Is, uh, Is the Vision Pro goggles built into the stock? That's the question now that we have to that I guess we're going to figure out over X amount of time. So, all right. So that's it for Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk a little bit about consumer behavior, shall we? Yeah. You know, so, you know, a lot of times we talk about like, you know, a business model. We talk about the overall economics of things. But many times what we don't end up talking about is we don't really talk about the actual like consumer. Like, you know, what is it that they want? What is it, you know, what is that they're thinking? Or what are the what are the fundamentals behind even constructing a consumer? Now, you know, companies, they do this very, very well as it pertains to creating consumer personas or customer personas. Uh, where they can literally create narratives that surround each and every single one of those personas. So it kind of gives them an idea as it pertains to targeting who their general consumer is. And knowing those behaviors really like lets you know exactly how well a company knows its customer. But, you know, as consumers, you should also share in this knowledge, too. So there's going to be some things that I want you guys to discuss. And I made I did this on purpose not to put together a presentation because I honestly wanted everybody who's watching underneath the sound of our voice. I really want you to take notes uh, and trust and believe there's there's a method behind our madness. But we're kicking it a little bit old school today, which means that no visual aids on this episode. You're going to have to listen <laughs> and take notes. Uh, shout out to Levick, who's our wonderful yeah. producer, because he will definitely do a good job if he sees anything that's you know beneficial or a certain point of reference. He may put it in the chat for y'all. Um, so let's get into it. So the first thing that we look at as it pertains to consumer behavior is first things first, Jolyn, what is consumer behavior? You know, how, you know, how does how does one define consumer behavior? You know, do you have an idea for it? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, consumer behavior. It is the, uh, I'm going to say that it's a study. Um, mm-hmm. it. So the study of how, or, or actually no, the study of like what drives consumers to mm-hmm. purchase yep. a product, yep. good or service. Yep, that is correct. So there's some factors here that we look at. So one of them is since, you know, since we're we're all about it here at the, the Come Up Series, we can't speak on behalf of everybody else, but we only know us. Culture. Culture definitely matters. Culture shapes our beliefs. It Mm -hmm. shapes our values, our customs, our behaviors, all of that. And it's like it's a diverse group of like when you think about a diverse group of people, it can have different cultural backgrounds that influence their buying decisions. So go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. um, And also culture defines like what's cool. Indeed. Black folks on the Internet. Indeed. 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 I, I couldn't have said it any better. So. There's some things in which that we look at just for, I'm going to keep it simple for you guys in the sense of three points when I try to go through each and every single one of them. But of course we can speak even higher on them if, if, if we, if it's necessary. But when we think about cultural, like, you know, factors and consumer behavior, it's really comes down to three main things. Uh, It comes down to the culture, the subculture and social class. Those are the three things that really define you know, when we look at consumer behavior. Now, of course, cultures share a set of values, perceptions, and all that other stuff like wants, behaviors. You know, those are the things that are learned by, you know, by a a certain member of society, right? 
Then there's a subculture, which is the groups within the culture that have their own distinct, like, you know, their distinct modes of behavior. So how is it that they move? How is it that they speak? How is it that they dress? You know, honestly, how is it that they live their day-to-day life? So what does that look like, right? So let's take, say, for example, a person from Brooklyn. Do you think that a person that grew up in Brooklyn acts exactly the same or, or lives or like has the same type of modes of behavior as a person who, let's say, lives in let's say Bellevue, Washington. No, absolutely not. Because there's going to be so many distinct differences that take place within that, within that background, within that, within that area that ultimately helps shapes that entire landscape. Now, of course, we missed one of those things, right? There's also this thing called social class, which is a hierarchical di- division. So it's kind of like, think about it like in the sense of the haves and the have-nots, right? So you have your high, you have your high social class, you have your your median social class, which is considered like, you know, your middle class. And then, of course, you have what is considered your lower tier class or a.k.a. low class. And a lot of times those are distinguished upon many different various factors. A lot of times that we look at them for is many times when we define it as it pertains to monetary value. So, for example, high earners, high class you know, average earners, middle class. And then, of course, low earners, we look at that as low class. Now, whether or not that's, you know, uh, something that we should really define people of, you know, that's a whole different, you know, set of can of worms. But essentially, those are just the very near basics in which that we look at. So I guess today I'm going to like use some simple examples. Is that okay, Jolene? Mm -hmm. Like, let's look at like, for example, throughout today's conversation, let's look at either one company or two companies. And since Apple's on our, you know, on our peer review right now, especially since they they launched a $3,500, you know, pair of goggles. (laughs) Um, by the way, I wonder if you drop and break those, I wonder what that looks like as it pertains to like that replacement plan. But you know, that Apple care is look, okay. Whole nother conversation. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's look at Apple and then let's look at Tesla. I think that they, they can definitely define it for us. So when we look at Tesla, they place high, it's a high value placed on sustainability and innovation in, in let's say Western culture, right? And then when we look at Apple, we look at it as an emphasis. They they really emphasize their products on individualism and high status culture in many societies. Mm -hmm. So where, say, for example, for a long period of time, an iPhone was always a sense of iconography. Like one of the interesting things that I was watching a comedian the other day and he was like, yo, you know, iPhone owners are some of the most discriminatory people ever because the moment that they see a green bubble in the chat... (laughs) It's the worst form of discrimination that you will ever face, Um, which is a whole nother conversation. But it kind of like points to the part as it pertains to what is it that the iPhone started out as? And hence the reason why they could have easily like literally made the upgrade. So that way, essentially, now Android is more than capable to communicate with iMessage without having to give you the green bubble. It could actually report back a, a blue bubble. And a lot of those issues have like literally been resolved. But the thing is, Apple just says, nope, we're going to keep this very individual. So if you're in the iPhone ecosystem, you are in the iPhone ecosystem. If you are in Android, you are still in Android. So, you know, those things kind of remain tried and true when we think about it. Now, of course, it leads us into our next thing of, of, a, of a factor, which is social, right? So social factor is the other part, which if we break it into a few groups, but it's pretty much the influences that come from an individual social environment. So, you know, like, for example, you know, how how things play out within your social environment are the social factors in which that we look at as it pertains to the consumer behavior in which that we could potentially define of what is it that a person would ultimately buy? So what does that look like? Well, I'll give you an ex- I'll give the three bullet points first. And then we'll talk about like, you know, some examples. So the first one is reference groups. I think everybody knows about this one, right? A reference group. So pretty much the influences from groups that provide a frame of reference of individuals. I mean, come up cousins. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And then there's family. So consumer behavior influenced by family members. So Mm -hmm. for example, you know, if your grandmother always told you that, nah, you don't buy that. When you grow up as an adult, you're like, eh. Yeah, we don't buy that. We don't need that. (laughs) Um, And then on top of that, we talk about another social factor, which is considered roles and status. The position of an individual within a group influencing a purchasing purchasing behavior. So, for example, if a role and factor in 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 a relationship is the fact that, okay, hey, a person grew up where 
the father made all the financial decisions as it pertains to consumer purchases, then those are the types of things for the children as it gets passed on, they could possibly have impact on their consumer behavior as it pertains to future purchases. So let's look at it in the sense of, let's bring it back to Tesla and Apple, shall we? Yeah. So when we look at Tesla, its influence uh, influence is of environmental and tech enthusiast groups. So if you normally look at most of the folks who were the early, who are the consistent buyers of Tesla, they're very much so focused on environment. And if they don't care about the environment as much, they're probably like, okay, it's the tech. It's definitely the tech, like the mm-hmm. innovation in which that they bring the ecosystem and the infrastructure. And then of course, then it's going to come down to like things like say, for example, price, right? So those are the things that can impact, say, for example, a Tesla shopper as it pertains to like consumer behavior. Like when we think about it now, when we look at Apple influence of family and peer preferences, right? So for example, nine times out of 10, if your friends that you surround yourself with are all iPhone users, what are the chance that, what is the chance that you're going to be an iPhone user? I mean, it's going to be high if you want to be a part of the group chat. <laughs> exactly. So it's just like we said, status symbol in certain social circles. So, and I, and I, I made some notes when, when it came to some of these things. So I'll, I'll read them out for folks just as a heads up. So when we look at social factors and everything else, um, and roles and status. Um, let's let's break it down a little bit for reference groups. So reference groups provide a frame of reference, as I said, for decisions. So for instance, Tesla benefits significantly from the influence of environmental groups and tech enthusiasts who advocate for their innovative, sustainable technology. So like I had said before, when we look at, say, for example, when it comes to family, you know, family preferences often drive the purchase of Apple products. So creating a ripple effect where one family member's positive experiences with the brand influence other members to become customers. And then when we think about roles and status within a group, um, for instance, owning a Tesla vehicle or an Apple product often implies a certain level of social status which can be significant, uh, a significant driving factor for some consumers. So what does that look like? If you see, let's say, for example, you know, a, okay, let's remove Tesla and Apple out of the way, right? Let's just do a social experiment. If you see a, let's say, a black man driving, let's say, a Rolls Royce, okay. what is going to be the first thing that comes to your mind? He got money. <laughs> <laughs> now... Let's let's flip it. Let's flip it. If you see a black man driving a Toyota Camry or a Toyota Corolla, what are you going to think? I'm not going to think anything. You're probably going to think that he's more conscious. He's probably you're you're probably going to think that he's very economical as it pertains to his purchases. Well, because the Toyota Camry is a very it's one of the most efficient economical cars. But what year are we talking? (laughs) We're not talking. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, okay. Now, if we're talking about the the pandemic, you know, business folks out here driving Rolls Royces and you know everything else, that's a whole different type of scenario. Yeah, we we may have to rethink. Together. We have to rethink what that consumer behavior and what those factors are that go into the into the landscape. All right. So then let's look at the things like, for example, personal. So of course, you know, so we just went through culture plays a role. And then we said social plays a role. But then there are also other things where we look at as it pertains to just personal. Now, there's a few items here within this space that we have to look at. So it's more than three. So like, again, I hope that each and every single one of you are taking notes. Because don't worry, we're going to we're going to bring it all home for you uh, at the end. So when we think about like personal factors, right, these are influences that derive from an individual's specific characteristics. So who you are as a person, your characteristics and qualities greatly have impact as it pertains to how is it that you make consumer decisions. Now, what are some of those personal factors, one might ask? Well, one of them is age and life cycle stage. So, for example, if I'm young, I'm more inclined to maybe want to go drive, ride a motorcycle. You know, if I'm having a midlife crisis, I'll probably want to go buy a motorcycle or something like that. Now, as I'm at the later stages in my life and I'm more so in preservation and everything else, my risk tolerance is probably not going to be as high. It's kind of like the same thing when we look at like behavior is even investing, right? Mm-hmm. When you're young, you're focused more so towards growth. You're able to take on a higher risk appetite versus when you get older, you focus on things more so in the sense of income. So income really matters and preservation of capital. 
So a consumer needs and wants their needs and wants change with life and age, you know, stage. So that's very simple. Mm-hmm. Now let's think about it as it pertains to occupation, career influence, consumer, it can influence uh, a consumer's purchasing decision. So for example, if I go, if I work on wall street or if I work at a law firm and everybody's wearing, you know, great suits, am I going to be the person that just shows up in a slack and a button up with, you know, a simple tie? Not if probably you not. You know, I'm probably going to probably my decisions as it pertains to consumer behavior decisions are going to be highly impacted based upon the folks around me. And then also what my job is Mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's a reflection of who I am, like we said, personal. So then we said, okay, economic situation. Like we always look at the thing in economic situation. I think that that's one of the ones that everybody tends to just pay attention to, which points towards personal. Consumer's financial status affects buying behavior, right? So, for example, if you ain't got it like that, then you ain't got it. <laughs> and if you got it, then you you have the option to do so. But then, you know, it, it kind of like boils down to the question of, you know, should you or should you not? Um, and then lifestyle, individual's mode of living as reflected in activities, interests and opinions. So if I'm more conservative, then, you know, my purchases will probably my consumer behavior will probably reflect more conservative. We've seen this also within the fashion industry where they look at certain types of individuals, whether it's conservative, uh, liberal or anything in between. They can actually assign specific color palettes based upon those types of things as it pertains to their their lifestyle. So if you're conservative, they probably look at neutral colors, things that don't stand out. If you're more of a liberal type of person, then you wear more bolder colors, things in which that pop. Um, so those are the types of things. And like I said, it's, it's it comes down to a bit of a science. So when we look at the other part that follows that is personality and self-concept. So that's the consumer's unique psychological characteristics that influence their behavior. So I, and don't don't worry, we'll get to that. So to bring it back to like, you know, as a simple example, when we look at like the Teslas and the apples of the world. So Tesla appeals to individuals with a life with a lifestyle favoring sustainability and tech innovation. And Apple, the consumers popular, uh, it's popular among age groups and professionals due to its versatile product range. So if, if you notice over time, it started making it available for everybody. But look at the language in which that you see within there. When you go back and watch some of the commercials, now, after you've seen today's episode, you'll kind of start to put it into perspective as it pertains to who is the consumer in whom which that they're that they're really targeting within these commercials. All right, so let's go on to well, let's before we do that, Jolyn, did you, did I miss anything? Um, no, I think you covered okay. everything for that. Sweet. All right. So this one is the one where it gets even further. And like, you know, a lot of times we're going to probably start seeing more and more of this, uh, especially as we start looking at things like AI, you know, psychological, (laughs) you know, a lot of psych analysts, a -hmm. lot of, you know, looking at like various different factors and everything else. And it can boil down to a certain set of things. So when we look at psychological factors, it involves the, the individual's response to a marketing message based on the perceptions, attitudes, learning, and motivation, right? So for example, how many times have you ever seen a commercial and you felt inspired? Or how many times have you seen a commercial and you were angry? You were just like completely disgusted. Those are based upon psychological things and psychological factors in which that literally cause you to have that type of reaction. So emotion based. Exactly. So what are some of those factors that play in when we think about psychological factors? Well, one is motivation. So motivation is the drive that leads consumers to buy products or services. So if I really see something that really falls within my wheelhouse, I'm going to be highly motivated to do so. If I see a, a motivational, uh, if I see something that's that's motivating me to go out there and play a sport, then I'm going to feel highly motivated to do so. Now, there's another thing that goes alongside with that is also perception. So how the consumer perceives themselves and the world around them. So, and especially as we as Black consumers, like this is very heavy when you think about how is it that brands or services really target the culture as it pertains to like, okay, hey, like they focus on what could be or what what you could build or what this could be for your family in the future. And of course, they play onto your to your heartstrings because of the fact that you really, really want those things. 
But again, it's major part because of the fact that it's really embedded into your perception of what is it that you want to do with your life or where is it that you would like to see your life going. And then on top of that, hearing the messaging that motivates you and plays towards those strengths, which therein turns into another thing, learning, right? Like mm-hmm. learning is a major part of psychological. So when we think about that, it's like it's the experiences and, and acquired information influencing your consumer behavior decisions. So, you know, I'll get to that in a second because of the fact that these two topics are kind of like tied to these two factors are kind of like tied to each other. So the learning and then the beliefs and attitudes, you know, they're very closely tied because it's a preconceived notion and mindset that shapes a consumer's behavior. Now, Mark, with motivation, yeah. interesting about motivation, motivation seems like it's external where when we think about inspiration. So if you saw a commercial that was motivational, that motivation may last X amount of time. But if something is inspirational, it has a deeper impact on you um, because in some way, shape or form, they that ad or whatever commercial um, or what have you was able to tap into like an individual's um, values and those values can cause the the impact to feel more like inspiration that usually stays longer with you. So if we look at Apple and we look at Tesla, Apple seems more on the motivational side. It's an external factor. Some of those factors you talked about, like social and all that. But Tesla, their message with, you know, environmental uh, sustainability, that's more inspirational. Yep. You you nailed it right on the head, right on the head. It's just interesting. So it's it's in, it's highly interesting, right? Because like, for example, when we think about it, right? Have you ever noticed that you see more Mother's Day commercials than you see Father's Day commercials? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, why do you think that, though? What, like, why do, why do we see more of those commercials than we see Father's Day commercials? Because everyone is more motivated, inspired, you know, to celebrate their their mom. Um, And if you just look at it, well, it's interesting too, Mark, because yes, there's more, you know, commercials for your mom and Mother's Day and stuff like that. But then when we think about just um, like patriarchy as a whole, mothers are not up there. Or women. (laughs) Women are, are, yeah. 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 So it, it, but you see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's Mm kind of like that influence of what we look at as it pertains to consumer behavior because here we are we're, it's like we're championing this but yet we don't still hold it to that higher value in which that where it should be in that patriarchal you know that mm-hmm. order so interesting so which leads us to our next factor you know i got situations out here you know oh, it's, it's very situational <laughs> <You cannot. laughs> it's very situational all right so so uh, somebody asks, uh, can playing on fears of people also be considered motivation to take action? Very much so. Yeah, Very much so. You know, sense of urgency and everything else. Like like I had just mentioned, there's so many different things. Like it could be like also your perception of things, your belief and your attitude of things that also play a, play a role to motivate you. But here's the thing that, you know, what? I'm trying not to give it away. I'm really trying not to give it away. I'm hoping that somebody's going to catch it before we reach the end. Let's see if they can catch it. Like, cause you know, ah, okay. All right. So situational okay. refers to a, a set of circumstances or conditions that affect a consumer's purchase decisions at any given moment, right? So it's broken into a few things, like for example, physical surroundings, influence of environment and consumers' behavior decisions, right? Uh, when we think about social surroundings, influence of people. When we think about time, you know, all right, you know, how much time a consumer has uh, can affect their buying decision. So, for example, impulse buy versus, hey, I put it in my cart, but I haven't bought it. The chances that I'll actually buy it, you know, there's a, there's this rule that you know I kind of grew up on. That whenever I wanted something, my grandfather would just literally say, all right, let's wait two days. And if it still is on your mind, we'll come back and buy it. Dang, two days? That's not bad. Look, but the funny thing is, it's like, just imagine all the things that are filling up that space within my days Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, well, you know, I can easily just like, you know, lose sight of it. And sometimes he would just do like a subtle question that I just wasn't even paying attention to. And he'd be like, it's not on his mind. We don't have to go buy it. <laughs> and then it would come back maybe on the third day, but like, and then it's like, okay, hey, time expired. <laughs> That's a cool one. <laughs> and so it's just like, you know, hey, it's like, you know, it time 
plays a major role in our decision-making process. I'm just trying to tell you. And then, of course, purchase reason. The reason behind a purchase can influence a consumer's behavior. So, for example, think about all those folks that are feeling sad and then they need and then they go run to the mall, they go run to the store to go buy a bunch of stuff. Like think about all the people out there that go up and buy a bunch of stuff that they don't need. And then it's like, okay, hey, it's there, but it's like, you know, the feelings and everything else haven't haven't gone anywhere. And then on the flip side, it's like, you know, the people in whom which that, you know, bought things for a purchase reason because of the fact it's it's sense of ut its utility. The fact that, you know, it's it's a part of it's it becomes a part of my everyday you know, life, uh, something that is a conduit for me to be able to achieve X, those types of things. So we, we start to apply reason to the things in which that we purchase. Like if you ever ask, like if you ever ask a person, why did, why did they purchase it? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just try it, you know, now, of course, don't do it all the time. So, you know, I know that there may be some some guys out there that be like, all right, I'm going to try it. Look, if you end up catching some smoke and everything else, you need to know who you're talking to. I'm just going to let you know this. But it's like if it's if it's a cool, calm, collected setting and if you're able to do this, you know, just ask a person, hey, why did you purchase that? You see what they say? You know, but sometimes I ask my friends, why did they make like expensive purchases? Like, you know, hey, why did you buy that? What was what was the reasoning behind buying it? But Mark, I feel like if someone if you ask that question to someone, I feel like then they would immediately be self-conscious about the purchase just because of the space that you're in. Exactly. Um, so don't ask me no questions. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you want if you want zero problems, like I said, just be cognizant of who your audience <laughs> is that you're going to be asking this question. Um, because again, it's situational. So if it's situational, then look. <laughs> All right. So then which brings me down to our one of our final like, you know, factors here, right? And that's called influence. It's just simple influence. And okay. so when we think about influence, it's just, you know, how is it that we understand things? So how understanding these factors guides marketing and product design. So remember where I talked about consumer engineering, mm -hmm. you know, influence plays a huge role into that. Like, you know, because the influence literally helps us define, you know, how a product is designed. Like think about it like this. And I'm going to, I promise you guys, I was going to tie it all together. So here it is. So look at Apple's Vision Pro headset, right? Mm -hmm. How many different products, how many different former products did you see that had a major influence on those Vision Pro goggles? There was a, there was a lot. I mean, if we're talking about like every single derivative product, or are we just talking about actual like hardware? We're just talking about the hardware right now, but we can't, we can also talk about software, but we can also mention software as well, but let's, I, I'm going to throw up an image on the screen so that mm -hmm. way we can all just like look at it and, um, you know, we're going to all take a look at it and I want you to kind of like get an idea uh, or give us or get an idea of, okay, hey, well, what kind of, what kind of product are we looking at? So let's see here, save image. I know I'm kind of like lightweight stealing, but um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, here we go. All right. So I'm going to host this up and be like, all right, well, yeah, I'm going to just share it. And so I'm going to just put it up as an overlay over us. So here's the overlay that we have for the Vision Pros. Mm -hmm. All right. What other products do you see within this product? I mean, okay. So right off the bat, I see like just regular goggles. Like I see like ski goggles. Okay. Um, and then any other type of goggle. Um, so should I, you want me to make it a little bit easier for you? Yeah. All right. So this is what I'll do. I'll remove the overlay and we'll just go directly to Apple's website. So we're going to go directly to Apple's website and see their and we're, phones and everything. Yep. Well, we're no, we're, we're not even going to look at the phone yet. So we're just going to look at the product itself. So this is just the product itself. And this is where it really comes into play for folks to like, literally, you know, kind of like look at. So we're just scrolling through their actual site, right? Mm-hmm. So let's get to the part where we can say, all right, so we're getting past a lot of the, okay, here we go. So let's take a closer look at the Vision Pro because I think that this will, I think that this will kind of like, you know, put it into perspective for everybody, you know, as we go through this, uh, if it ever decides that, that lets you know that everybody's on this website. Oh, dang it. It's, well, it started to pick up some speed. I know, right? I wonder what engine are they running? I wonder if they're running like a Unreal Engine or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Remember the Apple Glass? Yeah, it's like, it, is their site not loading? <laughs> Did we find a bug live? <laughs> oh, Lord. Come on, Apple. 
Let me call. Oh, Tim wow. Let me text. Yo, him. I think I need to text him and be like, "Look, what's what's good, bro?" <laughs> All right. So if it doesn't load, that's okay. I mean, it's not. We'll loading. find another way. I don't. I don't think it's going to be loading. Tim was like, "No." <laughs> Tim is like, "Yo, we are not having it today." All right. Well, let's see here. I like uh, how it's very sleek. It's a lot of. I, I will say this. This is a very heavy duty. Okay. There we go. Sound. So tell me what you see as it pertains to product. There we go. Do you notice an anything? Apple, that looks like an Apple Watch on the side. Exactly. So now you're starting to see there's Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. uh, did you notice any other features? The headphone, maybe? Oh, this yep. side looks like the side of the phone, kind of. Yep. Um, this bottom part, um, the little gray mesh piece reminds me of like the headphones. Mm -hmm. The AirBuds Pro or right. the, the, Air, the AirBuds Max. I see the watch band on the side, the white piece. It looks like a watch. It looks like an Apple watch band. Yep. So things in which that like, you know, that they've incorporated as far as design. Okay, sustainability, recyclability. So uh, the the reason why I say this though, mm -hmm. the reason why the reason why I put this out here is because you know when we look at the impacts of what something has, when we think about like design and everything else, right? You know, those things have had major guiding factors when we talk about the marketing of a product. So it's not so hard for people to fall in love with this device because of the fact that they recycled a lot of the material design from pre from previous products that people love so much that they had a strong connection to. So for example, for folks in whom which that use the watch, the design elements from the watch, mm -hmm. the design elements from the air, from the AirPods, the design elements from iPhone and the, when you look at the software, some of the feature sets that you see from using within iOS and everything else, those are the things that have had major influence on say for example again you know what they what they just released making it easier to to release a product well making it easier to release a product but also that um the bottom line the margins we need to talk about what those margins would be on that 3500 <laughs> like i would want to know that i'm probably guessing anywhere from, anywhere from 30 to 60% is the profit margin all right so I'm probably sure that nobody probably picked up on this because of the fact that, you know, nobody said anything in the chat. And I was kind of watching the chat as we were going along. Mm -hmm. But notice this. In order for any consumer behavior to transpire, you need all of those, th like all of those things transpire all at once. Mm. So think about it. They're all firing off all at once. So let me let me run it back for you. I'll run it back for you. So, for example, if I think about situational factors, if I think about it, am I going to wear these goggles outside? No, because of the fact that depending on where my environment is and where is it that I live, it may not be the most opportune advantage for me because of the fact that I may run into the potential of them either possibly being stolen, broken or whatever it may be. Or if I live in a place of nowhere, then it's just like, hey, it's possible. But, you know, hey, there it is. Social surroundings. Who surrounds me? Like the time in which that is time for me to buy. Do I do I have the time to make such a purchase? Will I be spending that much time using this product? You know, the reason for why is that I need to purchase this product? Like those are all the things that really transpire. And then on top of that, when I look at, say, for example, the psychological factors, what's my motivation for buying this product? What's my perception of what is it that I see about this product? What am I going to what am I what have I learned about this product? But then also, is there anything else that I'm possibly going to learn in the process? Now, what I'm going to learn in the process that may not factor in. But what I currently know about the product will definitely have a decision on my consumer behavior. And then on top of that, what is it that I believe? What is it that my current attitude is about the product or the company, right? Because if I believe that the, that the, the, the head of the company is a straight up terrible person, that's going to have an impact as it pertains to me wanting to buy their product. And then which leads me to the other factors of personal, like, you know, where I am in my life cycle right now. Can I... You know, is this something that I need right now or is this something that's going to bring value to me right now? Does my occupation suit it? You know, at my current economic situation, can I afford it? My lifestyle, does it fit the lifestyle that I currently live? Am I a tech enthusiast or am I not? Um, personality and self-concept of, you know, how is it that, you know, ultimately these things have their, their factors 
what does that play for me as it pertains to does this really fit my personality or does it not? Or is this like me like taking a stretch to go outside the box? When I think about social, it's like, okay, hey, well, the reference groups, you know, what does my family think about this? Or, you know, would my family think that this is cool or will my family think that this is straight up cornball? Uh, the roles and status as it pertains to what it brings to my life as, a, as of purchasing a product. When I think about like, for example, the cultural side about it, like, you know, what is like, you know, do I see like, you know, this is something that, you know, kind of like fits my culture of having impact of me owning this product. You know, when I think about the subgroups, like the friends that I hang around or like the people that surround me, you know, am I going to set a precedent of them getting to know these things? And then on top of that, what type of social class does this make? What social class does this put me in? Notice how I just asked all those questions, but nine times out of 10, the person that's going to be buying those things before they even make it to the store or before they hit the buy button, those things have already ran through subconsciously like that. Mm -hmm. And the, the crazy part about it is companies know it. They've engineered it. So I think about it. They're going to, why do you think like when we went and I told y'all, I try to warn y'all consumer engineering, if y'all were paying attention, then you're going to see that how it all comes into play. For me, it's like, okay, hey, I know that it's manufactured by a company that I trust and I, I love the appearance, but also I love the functionality. Now, did they skip on any of these three things? Like, it's kind of like that, uh, that question of the three, right? Okay, would you like something fast? You know, would you like it cheap or do you want it, do you want it to be done good? And if you only can select the two out of the three, then you're going to probably give up. You're going to you're going to sacrifice within one of those areas. Like companies know this and they kind of have it down to a science because of all the data in which that it learns. How does it learn? Every single thing that like everybody's writing on Twitter right now, you don't think that Apple's not aggregating that data to learn no, you know, the conversation. They're probably generating a consensus from their consumer from consumer like reports or from consumer, you know, analysis. Hey, you know, this thirty five hundred was trending, you know, for thirty five hundred was trending on Twitter. And it wasn't very positive. You don't think that Apple's not going to pay attention to that now? Will that impact their pricing or do they believe that essentially that? OK, hey. You know, it's not for everybody, but then they're still going to want it because of the fact of what it looks like and how it's manufactured and what its functionality is. And some somewhere, somebody that may not be able to afford thirty five hundred dollars is going to want to purchase such a product, though. Mm -hmm. They're going to be inspired. They're going to be motivated. You know, when you think about every single Super Bowl commercial, yeah, they focus on funny, but yet at the same token, notice at the same token, the psycho the psychological part to that and many of the other different factors. Every single commercial plays off of those five factors that I had just mentioned when it comes to marketing towards the masses of people. Think about it. Wow. And, and it's like somebody said it best. Wait until you see somebody wear these on a plane. Wait till you see them out and about. And then that it's a good it's a good statement because, OK, like, for example, Jolyn, how many how many black folks in Seattle did you know that were driving Teslas when I first got my Tesla? You Only you. OK, but now look at how many black folks we know that drive Teslas in Seattle. Our whole gang has Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we meet up, it's like a Tesla convention. Right. But it's like, you know, somebody like it's like you saw somebody and the, the crazy part about it is one of my good friends bio. He was the person that I first saw that had his Tesla. And then the moment that I took it for a test drive, it was game over. Like, you know, it was like, all right, it made sense, you know, like and for people to understand, like those consumer behaviors, they happen that quickly. You know, they really, really do. So, you know, it's. It's kind of like when we look at, like, for example, how is it that a lot of the alcoholic beverages, how did like, how did Hennessy become so popular within the black community? Right. How did, you know, how did, how did things like jewelry, diamonds and all these other things become so like, you know, famous or, or become so synonymous within our culture? You know, who created that brand messaging? Who created that consumer behavior? I mean, you know, we have to take it back to. Like historically, we've always been dripped in gold. There you go. How we how we do. <laughs> there you go. Now you have to look at it from the same standpoint. Now let's let's flip it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it as it pertains to financial education. There's a lot of financial education out there, right? But mm -hmm. it's like, okay, where is the influence coming from? You know, and from those influences, like how are they impacting our decisions? That's I feel, I feel like there's influence, but then there's also thought leadership, which is in a whole different realm. Shout out to Regina for that. <laughs> that makes a difference. Can you say it again? I said there's a difference between influence influencers or like that whole you know yeah many of us need to be de-influenced that's a whole nother other versus thought leadership which is completely different 
And um, I just said shout out to Regina um, for that because she always talks about um, you're not an influencer, you're a thought leader. There you go. <laughs> All right. So I feel like we've reached the end of this as it pertains to consumer behavior. So I guess I should make the announcement of what, what's going to be our next frontier. Yes. This is like, you know, something that, you know, honestly, if you stayed around and if you stuck around for what is it that that I believe is the next frontier as it pertains to the next level of opportunities that I see coming down the pipeline, I look no further than ESG. So over the next, you know, month or so or two months, because it's, it's a lot to cover yeah. you know, pending time. But, you know, we're definitely going to be going through this thing called ESG, you know, what it means as it pertains to environmental, social and governance, and also as it pertains to how investors should be looking at ESG, how you should be looking at ESG as it pertains to not only just investing, but also as it pertains to the next generation of opportunities that are coming right down the pipeline. And I'm really, really excited about those things. And, you know, honestly, stay tuned because I also have a few more announcements that are coming up. Probably we'll be making an announcement probably in either July or August. So just stay tuned for that. So, all right. So, if you like what you heard and if you like what, you, if you learned something, go ahead and just maybe put a yes in chat or, well, no, don't put yes in chat. Just, you know, some type of emoji in the chat. We always fire like emoji. fire. Well, we like fire. So, go ahead and put fire in the chat. What I want you to do as it pertains to your homework is before you make your next investment, before you make, say, for example, that next pivotal step. And this is perfect, actually, where we find ourselves, because I'm probably sure that we're going to see a lot of opportunities open up for people. So before you make that decision, when you're looking at things for the future, I want you to examine companies as it pertains to how is it that the consumer behavior, what is what is it that you portray or what is it that you project? as it pertains to consumer behavior and correlation to companies that you're interested in placing in your portfolio. Like, you know, why do certain companies have long withstanding st staying power and why do some don't? You know, what is it that their impact is on consumer behavior? And then also, how is it that they consumer engineer things? You know, I strongly believe that if you guys are really taking the time to utilize these tools, you'll actually find some pretty good opportunities. Like, for example, how is it that we spotted an NVIDIA or an AMD or let's say even some of the other companies that nobody really talked about uh, before? Because we had to look at it from the standpoint of not just their business model, but we had to reconstruct it. Most business models are constructed based upon understanding consumer behavior and how they engineer consumers. So if you understand how it's engineered and how it's constructed, and if you understand exactly how is it that they could, how they see the behavior and how they analyze the behavior of the consumer, then you can understand exactly their business model. And then you can also see the opportunity. And once you see the opportunity, I mean, the possibilities from there are endless. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Until next time, I'm Mark Monroe. And I'm Jalen GC in the place to be. And this has been Executive Education. We'll see you in the next one. Peace, y'all.